Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Be a little sugar this morning. There may be a little sugar. My girlfriend got me one of those dang chocolate chip greatest cookie you know those the huge cookie birthday cakes oh man really what a bunch of icing on it it's, so good, it's all yeah. sugar yeah it's all there's a little sugar in the tank this morning i, I ain't gonna be able to lie you're not gonna have to cut off your foot or anything are I, you possibly <laughs> right. I, I i was walking past it i'm like a little bit won't hurt i got a sugar high instead of a caffeine high this morning Ugh. all right you tuned in to the you guessed it the free range human show of choice your daily dose of reality radio it starts right now this is the clay edwards show with Sean Yurtkaran, a.k.a. The Turk, here in with us. It's not racist. He's sitting across from me. He calls himself <laughs> that. I can call him that. That's what we were talking I was telling you about uh, my group of friends text before, remember? Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, all my uh, my real close group of friends, we've all known each other since we were about 16. And uh, and everybody's kind of – it's a very multicultural group, you know, Asians and Mexicans, black folks, you know, like my real tight group. And the stuff that goes on our thread is just rough. I mean, it's if anybody, we'd all get canceled. Y'all need a white hillbilly in there? Yeah, we could throw you in there. Was, You'd love it. You know, that like, things out a little bit. God, I can't believe you guys talk like this to each other. Hey, let me ask you this. So you weren't here the other day when I posed the question, are racist jokes funny? Are they, are they acceptable? I think they're, in my opinion, like in my example that I'm using with my friends that I've been friends with for like yeah. almost 30 years, it's funny then. Like with, when, we, when they call me like a rug merchant, I laugh, you know, like or whatever. Yeah. But if somebody else said something to them... <laughs> Yeah. It wouldn't be funny, and they might get a foot in there. You know where? All right, let me let me rephrase the question. <laughs> you know. Is it or is it okay to laugh at them? I think. I mean, don't like if, yeah. somebody, if somebody's going to put you in the uncomfortable yeah. situation of having to hear it. Is it okay to laugh at it? I think it is. I mean, it's just like watching a comedy special. I mean, yeah. they're making there's racist jokes, there's gay jokes on those things. I mean, we I was telling you that a few weeks ago we watched um, Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy would get canceled today. For the, and I didn't realize it because I hadn't watched it in so long, and I was watching the whole thing. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, th- "Like I'm surprised there has not been a Eddie Murphy movement to so cancel him, retro or, cancel him, yeah, retro cancel him for what he said in 1985." You cannot yeah. hang out a police car and woo 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 make fun of us like that. That's, yeah, we that's, don't sound like that. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like oh, there's no way you could say that today and get away with it. Yeah, there's the no ga- way. The gays are completely off the chain. They have created, they have made themselves a, a danger, an endangered species. And it's like you're not allowed to make fun of them or anything. I'm sorry, bro. Gay jokes are funny, especially towards straight guys. Yeah, I mean. Because I, it creates, it's uncomfortable. That's what makes it funny. And it's, you know, and some of my gay friends have said that too, that like, they don't, I mean, they don't get upset by that if straight guys are messing with each other. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm so offended that you said that. So. Man, real, normal people don't. There's there's crazy people of all uh, walks and and sure. I, I, I said a I said an endangered species I meant to say a protective class they've turned themselves into a protective class a lot like uh, sans you you seem to be a 
an oddity, but I, white <laughs> liberals have tried to turn themselves into a protected class. Our journal, journalists have tried to turn themselves into a protected class. Where like if you do anything to them, they want it to be a hate crime. Yeah, I mean, we. It, I guess it goes back to we've kind of lost our sense of humor, haven't we? We really have. I mean, and I, and I'm talking about even the. I know that you always talking about the left doing it. The right does it too sometimes. Where like you know me, man, I'm going to make a joke about Joe Biden. I'm going to make a joke about Donald Trump. I'm going to make a joke about everybody. And you know, I've made jokes about Trump and certain groups, and people are like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, it's funny though. It's a funny thing about it, you know, or whatever it is. Religious jokes are funny too. Yeah, and you know, we talk about gays getting offended on gay jokes. Mm-hmm. Hard, your your hardcore hard hard right Christians get very offended on religious jokes. They it's do just, they, anything that's uncomfortable is going to be funny if you allow it because it's uncomfortable. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, am I supposed to laugh about this or what? <laughs> you know, and the answer is always yes, laugh. I mean, and I've always been, this sounds, I don't know if it sounds corny or not, I always feel like humor kind of brings us together, you know, like that's just being able to poke fun at each other is kind of just a, it's kind of a, you know, it eases attention on things. Well, like your great black stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones that can do the race jokes. Yeah. You know, so what they'll say is, like, they'll, they'll be talking about black folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, white folks, you ain't getting off on this one either. No. Da 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 or, yeah. or, they, or they'll start with a white joke. But <laughs> hold on, black folks, you ain't getting off so easy either. And then a da 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 you know, punchline. Sure. And, you know, so they, they make sure to balance it out, but it's done right. I mean, I'm, I, the greatest of our generations, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Martin needs a comeback special. Yeah, his, I haven't heard his, from him in a his while. Were, his were awesome. His show in the '90s, I always thought yeah. was hilarious. And then, of course, Chappelle, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. uh, Cat Williams. I think Chappelle, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, I, Eddie Murphy's below them three for me. I'm with you on that, just because I think he's he was you know we were kids when he was around, yeah. and that was a different kind of humor. I think when we were coming of age, Chris Rock, that you know, bigger and blacker, that mm-hmm. special, that kind of was like that actually set the cultural tone for about 15 years because you could quote from that. Like how many times have you said? Put some tussing on it, like, yeah. and that comes straight from that, <laughs> Mr. Salatos man. Yeah, Mr. Salatos man, you know, or hide your money in books because yeah. they ain't gonna steal it. Like, there's so many things from that special that you know that came out, I think, in the late '90s. And I, I, I got to go back and watch Bigger Blacker. Oh, it's it's yes, it's, it's excellent. And then I mean, Cat, such we, a, Cat Williams' first one is pimping, pimping. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, talk about quoting stuff for ten, for a decade. Mm-hmm. I still to this day quote stuff. The insurgents took it. <laughs> insurgents took it. <laughs> Let's take a, oh, real quick, man, I need to send out a happy birthday before we get too far down these rabbit holes this morning. My buddy Brad Bradshaw's got his daughter in the car this morning. Callie, is it Callie Margaret? She is turning 16 on Sunday. So uh, what we will wish her a happy birthday today, Callie. Happy birthday. Shout out to Brad. Uh, again, I don't care how popular the show gets. I am not above wishing a happy birthday. You guys, speaking of happy birthdays, you guys blew me away yesterday. I don't know what I did. I don't know if I showed up late and brought the beer or what. But uh, thank y'all for all the birthday wishes and the kind words yesterday. Much, much appreciated. It's like no matter how much you do this, no matter no matter how all the accomplishments, blah blah blah. You know when people take the time out of their day to send you a happy birthday text or post on your facebook wall and people will say oh it's just a post on a facebook wall well it's, people took five seconds out of the day to do something for you be grateful be grateful i, I kind of got away from doing my my facebook birthdays but yesterday was a nice reminder i need to get back to telling everybody happy birthday so anyway if you got a kid's birthday your birthday your wife's birthday your husband's birthday your baby daddy it don't matter you want them to, you want a happy birthday shout out shoot me a text on the guns and gear text line Seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. I ain't above it. Don't mind doing it. Um, 
I remember I had Chris Carr, DJ Finesse over at 99 Jams, do it for my daughter a few years ago. And uh, I know it made her day. So I understand how, how cool it can be. All right, let's see here. Any text? Uh, uh, my, my state representative, Fred Shanks, just wished me a happy belated birthday. Thank you, Fred. All right. Well, we had a call, but they hung up. <clears throat> so it was number 46 yesterday, right? 46, man. Just like your favorite president. What is this? Right, we're going to ask for another <laughs> shout-out here. We, we don't, I don't mind doing this. Uh, shout-out to Mary Hudson. Happy birthday, Mary. I'm not happy. Not birthday. Just a shout-out. She's just riding in the car with her dad, Chris. So, Mary. Hello, Mary. Anyway. All right. Your dad's got some cool trucks. I, I, I want to I go for a ride. Her dad's got an old C-10 lowered. Oh, yeah? And kind of that... uh. Rat rod sort of look. Yes. Like shop truck. Kind <laughs> sure. Of look. Looks really cool. So I need to lock his number in anyway. All right. I digress. What, uh, where are we at here? I'm sorry, the text is just rolling in. Uh, Guns and Gear text line 769 241 1944. If you guys want to call in, 601 879 0002. Let's do this. Let's take an early break. Okay. We'll come back. We'll reset. And we'll have a longer second segment. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkaran. We'll be right back. Man, we got a bunch to jump into today. We got the Polo trial. We got the FedEx, the FedEx trial down in Brookhaven. The two white guys mistrial for shooting at the black guy. JPS cheating on test scores so badly that some people have been sent home. We're going to get into all of it. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. Uh, real quick, man, I, I know y'all just heard that A1 Gear and Auto commercial there. I had to sing their praises a little bit here this morning. Shout out to Justin Nelson and the team over there. Guys, when I say, you know, remember those Bosley Hair Club commercials? He's like, not only am I a president, I'm also the client. You know, he used the commercial. He used them as well. Nobody does that for Viagra. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, <laughs> like nobody does that. <laughs> Viagra, if you need a spokesman. You know, nobody's like Roman Health. Like I'm also a client. Viagra, if you need a spokesman. <laughs> um, the uh, so anyway, I say all that to say. Not only do they advertise with me, I legitimately use A1 Gear and Auto for all of my my automotive services, and <clears throat> they, they they got a part ordered for. For one of the kids' cars now for the air conditioner in a BMW, which a oh, nightmare in and of itself, but they're working on that. Took another one of the kids' trucks over there yesterday. Had to have it towed because it, would, it wouldn't cut off. You could crank it, Sean, but you couldn't cut it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, within 20 seconds, Justin had it figured out. It was a, a wire was going somewhere it didn't need to be, whatever it was. Sure. Had it figured out, had it fixed, boom, taken care of. That's nice. And, and, and it, it's just – that kind of service I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He had already experienced, apparently, somebody else had the same truck with a very similar problem earlier in the week. He was able to reference back. What was wrong with that one? Mm-hmm. Bam, that, let's, let's start there. That's what experience will get you. It, it, exactly. Like, you know. Experience, you know, troubleshooting. So, look, man, it, and, I, and, I, and I tell you that story to make the point that it is A1 gear and auto. They, their main thing, what, they're the, what they specialize in, have led the industry in in this area for the last 15 years is your ring and pinion and gears and transfer cases. But don't let that stop you from taking them there for any problem you have with your vehicle. They're automotive repair specialists. They can they can diagnose it, look at it. And here's what I love about Justin. He'll tell you, hey, look, here's what's wrong, but but let me refer you to over here for it. And a lot of the times, he's not going to charge you for diagnosing your vehicle. 
You know, it's like, hey, if I can't fix it, I'm not going to charge you to tell you what it is. Now, that may be depending on how far they got to go into them. It's different on everything. But if it's a surface level issue and they can figure it out, let them figure it out for you. And uh, if they need to send it to another specialist, you can work that out. They can help you. They can assist you. They can refer somebody, you know, like a good doctor. They can refer you to a specialist. But check them out, man. Right there in Florence, Mississippi. Good, God-fearing folks. Locally owned, locally operated. That's A1 Gear and Auto. Not only do I advertise them, I also use them. They've done now three different things for me in the last few months. I told them, I said, you do business with me long enough. The, me and or the people I hang out with or, or uh, am related to whose vehicles will break down, and we will start sending business your way. And sure enough, we have. Summertime in Mississippi has that effect on vehicles. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like wintertime up north, it's summertime down south. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, look, let's jump into this. I got a we got a video here from WLBT that I think can kind of su- you know surmise what happened. Which one is this? The uh, Brookhaven thing? This or? is the we're gonna start with okay. the Brookhaven. I didn't stuff. know if it was your buddy. No, no, well, let's start with this, and okay, then we'll, cool. we'll work our way to Polo. Yeah, all right. All right, bet. Here we go. This is uh, the two, two, I mean, this is how the media has to frame this, y'all. This was two villainous white men shooting at a poor black guy. I'm like, school district is investigating right, testing. Wait, nope. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. I'm not resetting. We're just going to go to this video. We're going to go to the uh, the FedEx video. Y'all bear with me a second. Sean actually did a lot of homework on this, and we've been sitting here talking about it. This is a really interesting case, in my opinion, because the way it was painted in the media, you got to let that 13-second ad run here. The way it was painted in the media was these were two racist white guys who were just shooting at a black guy in a FedEx truck for for riding around the backwoods. It's a little bit more to it than that. I'm not saying I don't want to try to get to what was in their hearts or their minds or whatever, but after hearing some of the evidence yesterday... My mind has changed a little bit because, honestly, that's how I thought about it, too, until I heard some of the evidence. I'm like, uh, I'm not saying what they did was right. I just don't think it was race-based. All right, here we go. LBT News starts now. We continue to follow your breaking news from Brookhaven tonight. Yeah, a judge declares a mistrial in the case involving a white father and son charged with attempted murder for the shooting of, or shooting at, that is, a black FedEx driver. Now, Gregory Case and his son Brandon are accused of chasing and shooting at D. Monterio Gibson as he was dropping off a package in Brookhaven. Three on your side's Quentin Smith joins us live now. Quentin, what was the reaction following the judge's decision today? Well, Courtney Ann, none of the reactions were the same today. When it comes to the defendants who are on trial, Greg Case and his son, Brandon, they were stoic and didn't show any emotion or have any reaction when the judge declared this a mistrial. But when it comes to Gibson's mother, she was the complete opposite. I want to paint this picture real quick. Gibson's mother is the guy who got shot, not shot at. He did not actually get shot, got shot at. Mm -hmm. His mother throws a, a hissy fit. In court. I mean, a hissy fit. Very, very disrespectful. Once the judge made his decision today, she let out a loud expletive and stormed out of the courtroom, visibly upset with the way things ended today. There are only two parties in the case, the state of Mississippi and, of course, the defense. Just minutes into day three of this trial, and the defense makes this motion. We've moved to for the court to order a mistrial. Attorney Dan Kitchen saying there were three errors made by a key witness by the prosecution, Detective Vincent Fernando, who's also the lead investigator on this case. 
All three happening during day two of the trial, including when Fernando admitted that he has a recorded conversation of him interviewing the victim, DeMontario Gibson. But that evidence was never turned over to the district attorney's office or to defense attorneys. This is Fernando's admission on the stand on Wednesday. I was interviewing him inside the police station. We have that uh, footage, audio, video recording when he gave me a written statement. His statement was recorded with audio and video, and y'all have that? He gave me a written statement, I have a few questions, yes, sir. Following these developments, Lincoln County Circuit Court Judge David Strong says he was left with no other choice but to declare a mistrial. All right, we can stop it there, because it's about another two minutes long. But we just got to the point, I wanted y'all to hear Fernando's testimony there. Sean, so my understanding is, and I have a very rudimentary understanding Mm -hmm. of of how all this works, but there was some evidence, a video interview with the... With the victim? Yeah, with the victim, with Mr. Gibson. is what the, the police took and they videotaped it. And they and, withheld it for some reason? Well, they didn't turn it over. I don't know. If, uh, yeah, they didn't turn it. It sounds like, from what I'm reading, is that they had a, writ- they had a written statement from the video, is what it, what it sounds like, at least. Okay. And they turned that over, but they didn't turn the video over. And so that, that caused the whole thing. They should have turned the video over. And there was also, what, what is, isn't brought up in this video, from my understanding, is there was multiple things that they were not, that they deemed inadmissible. And mm-hmm. the the Fernando, while on the stand, kept mentioning these things yeah. to the jury. Like him having rifles in the house and shell casings in the yard. Yeah, because the shell cases were where they actually did their target practice and mm-hmm. all, all kind of other stuff. Don't want to make them sound like they were just shooting up people all the time is why you don't want that in. And that's yeah. in the – right. And he was and he mentioned that. So um, so him mentioning that, does that help or hurt the defense, you think? I mean, that's going to – I would think that would hurt the defense because yeah, it looks okay. like they're just kind of going around with shooting guns at whoever. And, yeah. you know, I mean, of course, they could be I – mean, isn't this the middle of the country, right? Yeah. I mean, they could be just guys shooting targets. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, and, that's and why that, it just doesn't come in. Yeah, because they said there was a pile of artillery, you know, yeah. artillery there. It wasn't – I mean, cases. it's not related to the case, yeah. so it doesn't really – that would be admissible, to me at least. Yeah, you know, and after, after watching that rape case last week, uh, and all the events that led up to his DUI, and then after that, were not deemed admissible. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can see yeah, this, why a little better. Simple way to put it, I mean, you just want the case to be about the case. You know, you don't want it to be about trying to infer that oh, you know, other crimes, but you can't have that kind of thing or bad acts. You don't, you don't want that kind of stuff to come in. And so I'm sure that's why they they left it out. Like they don't want to be like, oh, look, these guys are just these heavily armed, you know, these heavily armed guys that live out in the middle of the country and they're shooting up whoever i mean because it kind of is vague like what were they shooting at and so i think yeah that's why they kept it out yeah so so uh, here's a bigger argument or a bigger conversation as part of this the the fedex uses these independent services i deal with them my business every day these guys actually and uh i guess an unmarked van and the guy's not wearing FedEx clothes, obviously. No, he was. was yeah, he? yeah, he was wearing FedEx. From what I read last night, he was. What Usually what they do is, like, everybody's familiar with UPS and FedEx. And mm-hmm. UPS is actually, like, the whole union thing that happened recently. UPS hires its own drivers, trains them. And I think you actually work your way up through the company to become a driver. You do. And FedEx is different. So somebody like me or you could buy a FedEx route. And we'd buy the trucks and we'd hire the drivers. And we'd pay for their uniforms. And so I'd, like I said, I'd deal with them shipping, like, pretty much every day. And... They um, show up. They're always in uniform. Now, they have unmarked trucks constantly because this is just, you know, they have FedEx trucks, too, that the independent contractor will buy. But they have a ton of, like, they'll show I can tell you, I'm going to show up in my office with just an unmarked truck. Well, yeah, I had one at my house about three years ago. She, she brought it up there, and she saw my security camera and ripped my security camera off and set it on the thing. 
Really? Yeah, I put it on. I put it all over social media, and uh, the the owner of that FedEx route called and apologized and said, "Man, I don't, I don't know what she was thinking. I, mean, I never really got any real resolution to it. I mean, I got a I got an apology, but mm-hmm. you know, that's weird. I mean, I've noticed you know something with the those FedEx guys and, and a lot of those independent contractors work really hard, but they're also they're not getting they're not getting paid like the UPS guys. Yeah. They don't have the benefits and all and that kind of stuff. They, so I know they, there's a little, and they're doing the same job essentially. I mean, well, they didn't start at the bottom and work their way up either. Yeah, they did, and I know UPS is completely. I worked at UPS in college actually, and it's an interesting way they have you build up through the company. It takes a while and hard work to become a driver. You have to understand mm-hmm. how it all works. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good you, company. Yeah, I mean, by the time you get on the truck. You understand what it takes to be on that truck. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no entitlement once you get there. Yeah, I mean, and FedEx is just not that way. It's kind of a little more, in my opinion, a lot more rat. I like using UPS in my, more than I do FedEx. And, uh, the, um, and that, so that's what I, I assume when I, this initially happened, I read about it. I knew exactly what the guy, the kid that was, I forget how old he was, but I think he was pretty young and was wearing a you know, FedEx uniform and an unmarked truck, which is just a common occurrence, especially if they're going out, you know, Especially Brookhaven's kind of in the country out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, and so like there's probably easier for them to access an unmarked truck. I think it was a Hertz truck in this case, and he drove up there. So let's jump to the mistrial part, mm-hmm. or what's next? Should I say? So there's a mistrial. I mean, I don't. It doesn't help anybody, but it does keep these guys out on bond a little while longer. Yeah, it's just gonna. I mean, it's just gonna delay the trial, and then they're gonna have it again. They got the. I mean, really. If it's if it's like it says, where they already had the written statement and they already know what he said in the video, so it's just I mean they just they should have. Now I'm not saying the police did a did a good job. They should have turned it over. Uh, absolutely, they should have sure. turned it over. And they they didn't even turn it over to the DA's office. They just didn't. They just kept it. So um, I don't know that it's going to have any new revelations in there. Based on, considering they had a written statement already, the um, it's just going to this is just causing this is just a problem because they should have you know turned the whole thing over and it's just going to delay the trial. So they had to get a new jury, everything, right? Yeah, they're going to yeah they're going to have to go do the whole process again. Interesting. So the, the, you probably can't answer this, but maybe you can. How long does it take to reset, and when can we expect a new trial potentially? Well, I mean that's going to be up to the court's docket, and whenever they can fit it in, I imagine it happened this year sometime though. Gotcha. I would All think right. so. You guys got any thoughts on that? Uh, also, though, I did read something interesting too, Clay. Yeah. The uh, there, they had a grand jury report in Brook in Lincoln County, and the grand jury wrote a letter scathing the police department on their other investigations. So apparently, the you know the the police department has had a lot of issues in terms of that well how they investigate these cases. Well, yeah, I guess on the second half of this video that we didn't play, the attorney for Gibson, yeah, Gibson, his his attorney is asking the Justice Department to look into the Brookhaven Police Department mm-hmm. for the way they kind of fumbled this yeah apparently it wasn't just this it's like i think it was 16 other cases the grand jury wrote about something like that like this has been a common thing with their police department this doesn't seem like this was the da's office or, or anything like that this was just and the judge kind of jumped on the police department there because i mean they should just turn the dang thing over like i don't know why you wouldn't do that now again i don't think there's gonna be some shocking revelations from the video that you didn't have in a written yeah. statement but the fact of the matter is that you've got to turn it over and they didn't do that and um so now yeah, you're gonna you're gonna, gonna start this whole thing over again Good times. Good times. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We're going to get into Polo, my old buddy. He's uh, His trial starts Monday. Going to be good times there. <laughs> going to be good times. We've got some questions about it. This is a clear. I got show. some questions about your co-host going on trial for murder, man. Is that like a theme or <laughs> like I got something to worry about? <laughs> don't behave, Sean. <laughs> don't kill anybody. My track record for my co-host ain't good. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be here. What did Pot say? I roll with them killers. <laughs> no, that was a uh, Master P. Anyway, we'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB.
All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Get over there today and start your jiu-jitsu classes. And hey, maybe maybe you don't want to do all the rolling around in the jiu-jitsu stuff. They have women's self-defense classes. They have kickboxing, like cardio kickboxing, and they also have children's jiu-jitsu. No better way to get your kids... Uh, toughened up a little bit, teach them some discipline and uh, some bully prevention. And if you decide you, you want to start taking the adult jiu-jitsu classes, they're taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt, the one and only Mr. Chance Shepard. they got two locations to serve you in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. You can check them out online, GracieSouth.com. Get out there and get you some jiu-jitsu and kickboxing classes today. The first week's free. So if you get over there Monday, you get the whole week for free. And then after that, if you'll mention you heard it right here on this show, the Clay Edwards Show, you're going to get 20% off of your fees moving forward. So can't beat that. All right, we're going to throw an audible here. We're going to circle back and, and talk about the details of this of this FedEx trial, uh, the, the two white guys, all that good stuff down in Brookhaven. And then we will get to Polo in the next segment. So we want to talk about that too. In the second hour, we've got something, we got something cool planned. So just stay tuned for the whole show today. All right, Sean, tell us some details that you think are worth mentioning in this thing. Like, let's fast forward to. Yeah, I just kind of yeah give the quick. So apparently, these two guys, the uh, cases right that were the um, that are the defendants in the case, the father son, the father son uh, Gregory and uh, Brendan a uh, Brandon case. They um, a FedEx driver came to I think I think it was their grandmother's house yeah. is what they saw. And um, and he was he was you know he he was in uniform but an unmarked vehicle from what I read, and they um were attempting to stop him when he was trying to leave, and he didn't stop and he kept on going. They chased him and some gunfire was fired fired at the FedEx truck or the unmarked FedEx truck, and that's kind of the crux of the whole thing. And I think what it really and I haven't even read this what they're because it's too early in the trial really I guess or, or to put it out there. I assume they said it in their opening statement, but I didn't see that reported. Um. Whether this is a castle doctrine situation or not is really the best way to put it. And, I mean, I don't see that it is, that it could be a castle doctrine situation. And uh, he certainly wasn't breaking into their house where they had to shoot him. And it wasn't like – it wasn't a stand-your-ground situation where he was threatening them. So they were just – it was kind of like this, Clay. It's kind of like – say you think someone stole something of yours, and you chase them, and you shoot after them. It's kind of like one of those situations is yeah. what I think – more that's more applicable than than saying using like castle doctrine. I don't think they have a castle doctrine argument whatsoever. So, but um, I think that's what they're going to say. Like we, but you can't. But the thing is, you can't just chase somebody down that stole like your TV and just shoot them. Like, you just can't do that. You should be able to. Well, I mean, that's one thing or another. But I mean, I'm just saying. You right now, you can't do that. And um, and this guy obviously he didn't steal anything. He just was delivering yeah. packages or whatever he was doing. So these guys really had no business. Um, I don't know, and again, I don't know if whether it was race based or what it was based, but the fact is, the matter is that they shouldn't have chased got down and shot at him. I mean, that just right. boils down to that. What is the what is the actual charges? Uh, they charge him with attempted murder, conspiracy, and I can't remember the other one. That's all, on top of my head. That's what it was though. Attempted right. murder for the shooting, which I actually I thought aggravated assault would have been a better charge than that, but they went with attempted murder, which is kind of like a new. 
they didn't pass attempted murder statute till I think like around 2014, 2015, before we didn't even have it. Yeah. I call it like the uh, TV effect on the legislature. Yeah. Prior to like 2014, we didn't have first degree murder and second degree murder. It was just murder, murder yeah. and manslaughter. And now we got first degree murder and second degree murder because that's cool and that's all law and order. Yeah. I mean, there's some parts of it that are good. It helps you settle cases, and I get that. It's it's not all or nothing. Like it used to be, like you either you know you could take murder and have life in prison, or you can manslaughter in 20 years. This one, you get a second-degree murder charge. It's a it's a scale of 40 years, and that was actually passed just about the time I was exiting out. But the um, but I always they just split the old murder statue into two, the same verbiage, and uh, I just always thought it was like they, I always called it just oh the TV legislation because everybody wanted everybody wanted to have first-degree murder and second-degree murder because it just sounds like. You know, something we should have. That, that's the way I looked at it. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> yeah, and then they had, and then they did attempted murder, which we didn't used to have, or at least we, nobody used it. We may have had it on the books. I never. We always you would use aggravated assault. Right, and so, so but they charged him with attempted murder. Here he's indicted for that. So, attempted murder conspiracy and shooting into an occupied vehicle. That's what. Yeah, I was going to say shooting into an occupied yeah. vehicle. Um, here's my thoughts on this. I think that they thought they were doing the right thing. They they thought they were. Saving grandma and, or I guess it would be one of their mothers and the other grandmother, if it's mm-hmm. father, son, or maybe a great grandmother and grandmother. Uh, I, I, I think they obviously handled it wrong, but. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, just call the police again. This yeah. goes to one of the situations where this is what we pay and, the police, get and, paid for. And that's if, you know, he didn't try to run over them and some other stuff. I mean, a lot of things, there's a lot of moving parts there. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't there. So, and then I don't even know. Once he, even if he tries to run over and you got to dive out of the way, are you allowed to chase him and shoot him? If you're the initial aggressor, then you cannot claim self defense. That's sure. that's law. You can't do that. Um, so he, if they these guys were obviously the initial aggressor in the situation, I don't think they can just then you know claim self defense if they try to block him off or they just didn't have any legal right to do what they were doing. And that's why I mean that's frankly that's why they're in this situation. Um, and it just I always think the lesson is like when something like this happens, unless they're in your house. Look, Clay, if they're in your house, someone breaks in your house, you know, shoot them. Like I, I get it, right? But if they're if it's a situation like this where you're iffy and you don't know, like the George Zimmerman situation that we talk about, just call the police. Well, this is uh, this is actually very similar, minus a death or a physical attack, mm-hmm. which I guess you could argue being shot at is a physical attack. Um, what was that guy's name in Georgia? The guy that was John Ahmaud Arbery, yeah, and the yeah. two, the two, the white father and yeah. son, and the third guy, and it was that wasn't even that was the same thing. It was a house across the street from them, was it, or was, was that their yeah, house? They, they, uh, somebody similar had been breaking in some houses. It's like a, they were building. It was a house that was being built. Yeah, I think. And now, look, I think this guy, I think he was over there breaking in houses, but they've tried to say he was just a jogger. He was a jo- in yeah. blue jeans, and <laughs> he wasn't jogging. Let's yeah. just, let's just, he was running because he was getting he was got caught. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. Bad time in America to uh, for white guys to kill a black guy running through a neighborhood. But it wasn't their house, right? I'm not, I haven't looked at the Correct. facts that in a long time. It wasn't. Correct. It was somebody else's house. Yeah. So again, this is a situation where didn't call the police. <laughs> I mean, just call the police. Like, like yeah. you're not. You know, they tried to hold the guy at gunpoint. He 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 wrestled the gun, mm-hmm. got shot, and the, you know what? The thing that still gets me though is you know they got off on that initially. And the person that was behind them had the video, released it to try to prove the point that it was self-defense, and they all, the the father and son are going to spend the rest of their life in jail, and the guy that had the video is in jail for twenty years too, for having the video. I mean, for for having been in the behind them. I mean, he was a buddy, but I mean, he wasn't. 
Well, it was like an accessory before the fact or something. Okay. I haven't read about this case in a while. I, I hadn't either. But either way, it, but it, it, they picked a bad time post George Floyd and during a twenty during an election year to to do all that. I just think like you know, there's like two main situations where you should use that kind of force. And here's what I mean: somebody breaks in your house and you know, and you shoot them. I, I get that. Anybody's you know, that's why we have the castle doctrine. Your home it goes for, it comes from English common law. Your home's your castle. Like, yeah. nobody gets to come in there and do that. Even in your car, same thing. You're in your car. Someone tries to break into it. You shoot them. I get it, right? The second scenario, if you're out and me and you are out and someone starts attacking you, right, with a gun or weapon and I shoot them, defense of others, that's another situation where that's acceptable and you can use it. But when you just see somebody, like, if I'm, you know, I don't know, downtown, someone's breaking into Howl Mouths, I'm not chasing them for breaking in Howl and Mouse. Now, I love Howl and Mouse and all, but that's not my bit. I need to call, I'll call the police, though, because that's what the police are there for. And I just think that's something that everybody needs to think about when these situations happen, is other than attack on your person, somebody's close to you's person, your house, if it's some kind of business or some other crime, call the police. And I, p- I picked up some of that, uh, that gun owner insurance the other day. Do you see Triple SA or whatever? Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, man. It's Jerry. Hey. Um, y'all, so do you carry a gun? What do your neighbors think about that? Do I carry a gun? Yeah, you said you pull out your gun and shoot somebody but jump clutch. <laughs> Actually, I don't carry my gun usually, but I'm just giving an example, oh, Jerry. Okay. Well, I just listen there. Across the street, you're living in you know, wherever you live, and you see someone back up a U-Haul to one of your neighbors' house, even next door, and they're just like ransacking the place. Do you call JPD and wait two hours, or do you? I, I would call J. I'd call Capital Police. Actually, that's in my neighborhood now, Jerry. Yeah, that's what oh, I do. You got a special police force. I do. <laughs> oh I do. my God! Why did y'all get a special police force? Because the neighborhood needed to be protected, and we've got it protected. Oh, now. oh, okay. Are you making no, some point? Hey, I mean, okay. I'm making. I'm making what? No, I said what? I mean, you, you want me to say that we shouldn't have Capital Police? I love Capital Police. Well, man, I'm telling you. You got a lot of folks that didn't want it, man. But they were asking for it, but they didn't want it. Not a I single person in my neighborhood didn't. I can tell you, talking to my neighbors, everybody is. We're like, it's like they're, everybody's singing "Walking on Sunshine" right now when they're walking outside. Oh, I know. Hey, I'm, look, I want it to be safe. I love coming in there, but no, I just, you know, you're in a tough, tough situation. Well, that's crazy down in Brookhaven, <laughs> but that's crazy people do crazy stuff. But if it's somebody I saw robbing them or something, I might block on my car and I go sit sit at the house. But uh, there's different police jurisdictions respond differently since Capitol Police is there, but you might not have that in South Jackson or West Jackson, you know, or something like that. But, hey, um, good show. Thank y'all. Thanks, Jerry. for podcasting, and thanks for, you know, when you're on hold, get to listen to it as well if you're on Bluetooth driving. But enjoy enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Jerry. Jerry. Have a good weekend. I think I know what Jerry's. I think I, I get his point. I mean, I'm not everybody. That's why this is a problem that we that happens, right? I mean, yeah. you see your neighbors, like what Jerry's saying. Like if I saw my next door neighbors, I'm real close with, and someone was breaking into their house, I want to do something. I get that feeling. I mean, I think we all kind of feel that way, especially our neighbors. I mean, this is Mississippi. We're all usually close with our neighbors. We get that kind of that stuff. Or our family member lives across the street. But the problem is, like, that's just not what the law is going to allow you to do. And people, you know, are, um, you know, and, and this and the situations that happen. So that's why we've got the police and, you know, you should call them. Even though you got that urge and I get it, you know, just. Well, I, I am pro vigilante. When you, what, what was the part of the law called where you protect, protection Defense of others? Defense of others, right. Like I my am, example of you and I yeah. going out and somebody starts attacking you and I shoot them. I can do yeah. that. That's fine. I am, I am pro vigilante when you know the other person is breaking the law. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like if they had, if they had saw him go kick in the door of Grandma's trailer, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, if they like, yeah, he's kicking through the uh, okay, yeah, you know. But just pulling in, and I, I don't know if he had, did he get out and drop the package off. I think he was just getting back in his truck when they saw him. Yeah. If I remember reading that, I mean, they didn't have any reason. I mean, they had a reason. They're like they're suspicious that somebody is at their grandma's house. Again, this is the country. The country. Everybody kind of knows each other. Why is this guy over here? That kind of thing. But they didn't. I don't think they saw him. Actually, he didn't commit any crime. So I assume they didn't see anything. Interesting stuff. Yeah, but I, I think I know what, what he was actually hinting to about the capital. Y'all having capital police, mm-hmm. and it's something I've I've mentioned before. It's like we kind of rewarded a bunch of people for bad voting habits. Um, you know, it's like voting for people like Chalkway, voting for these terrible, um councilman over the years voting for the situation that got jackson into what it's in and they was like well yeah we know y'all messed up but we're going to reward you with state paid police well i think it's i can see the point on that but here's the other and obviously not everybody voted for yeah that. no no i mean believe me I'm, I'm about as tough with law enforcement as you can get um the uh I think also it wasn't just the neighborhoods. It was initially when they did it was to protect the downtown area, the Capitol complex, yeah. you know, which and they've expanded that over the over time. And I think it was because, I mean, I don't think anybody disagrees with this. And well, some people may, but it, we need a vibrant capital city. At least we all want one. We all want a vibrant capital city. And we all like that. And um, and this was the first, you know, a step. So whether it's helping the people that voted for this or not, it's been a good thing for the city of Jackson, which helps everybody. Yeah. If I, if I didn't want a vibrant capital, I wouldn't raise so much hell about it not being. Yeah, I mean, like a you know. couple days ago, you and I went over to Martin's downtown. We're not worried about anything going, you know, for lunch because I mean, <laughs> it's properly policed. Like everything is completely safe over there now, and um, you know, so I think that's uh, I think that's an important thing. That's actually that's caused the home values to go up. That's going to cause more business to come in. That's going to just yep. be good for everybody. All right, here's the phone number for Capitol Police direct line. If you guys ever need to call it, six zero one three five nine three one two five. 601-359-3125. We'll get you around uh, 911 dispatch for Capitol Police. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Guys, we got about a minute and a half here before we close this out. And Sean and I were talking. We're going to wrap this subject up about the FedEx guys. We were talking during the break. And what I'm trying to say about them is I don't they they may in fact be racist. I don't know. I'm just fed up with the media making everything. Oh, it was a couple of white guys shooting at a black guy. It couldn't have possibly been because it was a stranger or anything. We don't know that if they would have done the same thing if he was white. I'm just saying they're they're stupid, but I don't stupid don't equate to racist. Like you can have interactions positive and or negative with black people. And it not be racist. Like, you know, you can just run across somebody you think's an a-hole or a bad situation. They're going to be an a-hole or whatever. Everything isn't – race is not the nexus of every conflict when it's white versus black. Yeah, I mean, I think that's – I think that's until there's evidence that these – like we were talking in the break, the goon squad. There's plenty of evidence these guys were racist. Like, if anybody says, no, I don't think they're racist, you're crazy. They yeah. were. They I mean, did race. You race use fire. the N-word. You, 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 you lose the ability to say you weren't being racist. Sean, yeah. we got to go to yeah. our top-of-the-hour break here. Guys, when we come back, we're going to hit the polo trial. We're going to hit JPS teachers cheating, and we're going to hit a scenario. Who do the Democrats have to kill to hit the reset button? This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB.
positive solutions only, people. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show with my every Friday guest, Mr. Sean Yurkron, here in the studio with me. Hey, are y'all looking for something to do tonight? You know it's ribeye steak night at Martin's downtown. Not only is it ribeye steak night, also tonight, the Broken Hearts, the ultimate tribute to Tom Petty is live. So the Tom Petty Tribute Band are at Martin's tonight. Get down there. Hit them up for happy hour. Sean, have you ever been to Martin's for happy hour? <laughs> um, okay. How many times uh, in the last two weeks? <laughs> that would be a what, better question. What's the better question? How many times have you not been to Martin's for yeah, happy hour? Yeah, there's like days that I don't go. But, uh, uh, y'all ever want y'all ever want to meet Sean? Yeah, anytime after about three o'clock, Martin's downtown, or you know, on a Sunday certainly, I'll, I'll be up there. <laughs> S- sure. Sunday fun day with uh, with Sean at Martin's. Yeah, we may just start making an event out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know the funny thing too is like I used to go when I was younger, obviously later not at night. Now nowadays it's like oh I guess I'll get to Martin's about twelve. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> then I'll go and then I can go home. I'm sure I can go to bed by six thirty seven. You know, but look man, Martin's is it, it, it is safe down there. At that in that Martin's Hallow Miles area, you're good to go. Martin's just expanded. They have that whole north side parking lot now. Uh, they've got a big outdoor patio covered. Uh, Saturday night, some of my good friends, actually the fellow that designed the Clay Edwards Show logo and his band, will be there as American Automatic with special guests, Empty Atlas and Drab. That's Saturday night, admission only 10 Dollars. That's what you call a low dough rock show. Three bands, ten bucks. But don't forget tonight, it's the Tom Petty tribute band, The Broken Hearts. Go sing Free Fallin'. You know you want to. Won't back down. All the great Tom Petty songs. Check them out tonight at Martin's. And don't forget Ribeye Steak Night. I know my buddies over there at A1 Garnado are there every Friday night for Ribeye Steak Night. And uh, I will be joining them here soon at some point or another. All right. Martin's Downtown, JXN.com. Check out the menu. And, hey, you can get lunch and dinner delivered from Martin's, too. Don't forget that. Best blue plate in the city. All right, Sean. Uh, I've been sitting here trying to pull up this uh, polo uh, video from yesterday. But, heck, I've already played it. There's no point. The polo mm-hmm. trial starts Polo trial starts Monday, right? Yeah, it starts and Monday. If you know who polo is, you know who we're talking about. The Cypher Voice. You know what's interesting is somebody's still running the Cypher Voice Facebook page. I wonder could it possibly be the person he's called six hundred and something times from jail, or he's got a phone and out in Raymond that he's using. He's in Rankin County, Rankin County, or Rankin County. I well, mean, well, here's what I would say: if he if he's had to use the prison phone six hundred and something times mm-hmm. to call Shadow, he may not have a cell phone. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like maybe the. Uh yeah, maybe he doesn't have one. Usually everybody's got one, but maybe he doesn't have one. Or I don't know, maybe it's different Rankin County. Yeah, well, that'd be what, CMMF? Or no, he might be in Rankin County. He could be in the Rankin County. Yeah, the yeah. CMCF is the uh, state. The state, yeah. Yeah, be, out there, right. Yeah, he's in Rankin County. Okay. I, I Look, say y'all, look y'all, can, y'all can all jump off the Brian Bailey train or whatever if y'all want. Brian Bailey runs a tight ship. When it comes to that jail out there, yeah, they made it. Maybe everybody's got a got a cell phone. I know now. I don't know about now, but years ago, out in Raymond, I mean, they had more cell phones than you and I got. Yeah, and so everybody had a cell phone. Heck, they used to they used to slip out of Raymond, go out to Jackson, party at night, and then come back. I know that was a story I heard a million times. I had a friend. He's passed away now, but I still won't say his name. Um, he he was out there. He was a 
trustee. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, he was at the bar as much as I was. Yeah. I mean, like, they just go back. You know, they get yeah. a ride out and all night to go back into Jackson and come on back before whatever, you know, before they checked or something. Oh, man. I, I don't know who was sheriff then. I just heard that story with yeah. several people over the years. Well, let's stay, let's stay on topic. We can, yeah. we can jump down that rabbit hole quick. <laughs> sure. Um, Polo's trial starts Monday. Apparently, he's a, he's called Shadow Robinson, the girl that was kind of the the mm-hmm. other part of this alleged love triangle um, that was allegedly with Mister Davis when he got killed by Polo. So that and she's supposed to be the star witness in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she was um she was there when that happened, right? Correct. Okay, that was a, and uh, yeah, and he he apparently he called her six hundred and sixty nine times from the jail. And uh, those calls are recorded, and they tell you that. They tell the defendants that. They're recorded, but you can't tell you how many times people just – I'm glad they did. I'm glad they disregarded that advice. It surely helped us. <laughs> they, get but, com- they get comfortable, yeah, and they think what they're not saying is incriminating because they're slowly losing their mind in jail. Oh, I mean – They it, won't it, contact with the outside world. They, they do it every time. I had this one case where they killed a, a delivery driver over on, on Medgar Evers about 10 years ago, and they went on just a crime spree and – and Jackson in the trial last like two weeks when they actually the guy called his girlfriend who was one of the witnesses and uh just threatened her over the phone you know like oh this is wonderful he's gonna use that thanks bud I mean it's just amazing what they'll say <laughs> well look criminals aren't smart yeah generally speaking um criminal masterminds is a very loose loose way to describe <laughs> a like a, a, a career criminal yeah that's there yeah it's not a lot of master to it <laughs> it's just it's just I mean all right so this the, Polo's got the got a real deal lawyer though, right? Yeah, Tom Fortner was the Hines County public defender for years. He's a he's a, a great attorney. So I don't know where Polo came up with the money for that, but apparently he did, and uh, he he's a, he's a good lawyer. He's a really good lawyer. So I'm interested to see how this what Polo's defense is to this, or was it maybe you know some sort of? I mean, obviously it's over a woman. So generally, when you have that, there creates like the possibility that they're going to go with it. It's a manslaughter defense. And what I mean is, like, I've had cases where it's been over a woman where the defense attorney, like, their defense will be that he's guilty, but he's not guilty of murder. He's guilty of manslaughter. And I've had that happen several times. So that could be it. Maybe that they're going to argue in the max penalty on that is 20 years. So it's better than going to prison for the rest of your life or even a depraved heart murder conviction, which is 40 years. And um, I think, um, you know, so a lot of times they'll just go that way. And the, and the thought process, I think, is that, hey, we're accepting responsibility. Like, he killed him. We're not saying it's a whodunit. We're just saying he killed him, but it was because he... Because but it was manslaughter, it was not murder, and I'm assuming that may be what happens crime, here. A crime of passion. Crime type. of passion. Yeah, he did passion. Manslaughter. Don't you, don't you necessarily, or you, you may, you'll be able to answer this. Crime of passion. Would that only would that only be for married couples? No, it can be for it can be in dating couples. It can be it can be geez, it can be it can be in anything really. I mean, I've seen it more so. I've actually. It's so few times that the married couple prosecution sounds like like almost like on TV. Like that would be cool. Like I don't know that I've ever encountered that. It's usually like a dating relationship or some sort of relate whatever relationship folks are into that rises to that kind of manslaughter. I know the example that people probably think are like you catch your wife in bed with another man and then that's manslaughter, which is true. It is, but I've never I've never actually run into that. I mean, it's usually just some sort of it's usually some sort of argument that happens and it rises what called rises the passions and creates a manslaughter situation that or like one of these studs catch the other stud in the bed with another stud and yeah i mean you know that kind of stuff and um it's um it just came to we were talking about this off air i mean it's just a rule you know that people should live by don't shoot people over a woman right <laughs> now now, now mr mr ryan on the phone here has a little history of polo so i'm curious what he sure. has to say ryan you're on there <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it PG, man, because I, I can say a lot of stuff about Polo. And I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, tell us. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, I, I will be there in court. He's going to see my face. I'll tell you that. Every time he's in court, I'm going to be there. He's going to see me. Uh, I hope David L. Archie and, and uh, Malcolm are there, too. That just, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty just sure hit, 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 yeah, the, tr- um, hit the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you know, he's already, what, a, a two-time or three-time loser, however it is. So I think regardless of what he's, what he's charged with, if they hit him with the habitual offender, again, I don't know the law like that, um, I, that should be enough to throw him away. I mean, because he's, a, I think, a two-time felon, if I'm not mistaken. I think murder or uh, all of that is 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 – Salonians, right? Yeah, I, what, uh, there's uh, two, uh, which, which we call the, uh, I can't use, I can't say the phrase on air because it's a cuss word, but there's two uh, statutes to that uh, th- effect. One is, it's called the big habitual, and that's if mm-hmm. you have a previous violent felony and then another felony that you served at least a year for or over a year, and then you could get life without parole. I mean, and that's for the uh, that's what's called the big habitual. There's a little habitual where you have two felonies and they're not, and either one of them are violent, and then you just get the max sentence of whatever you're convicted of. Like, it, could, let's say, it could be like drugs and then like possession, felony yeah. with possession of a firearm, something like and that. And then if you get convicted of manslaughter, there's no discretion. You automatically get to 20 years, so that's the way that works. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I think I hope they throw the book at him, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to keep it PG. Me and him have some, some, some crazy history. I was on his, uh, uh, air quotes, hit list, like literally. Um, but, you know, man, I, <laughs> it's a lot that I'm going to, I could say that I'm not, uh, but it, it is what it is. That's man. right. He uh, did, he did allegedly have a hit list, too. Did he? Yeah, when he got called. Yeah, I mean, I, and my name was on it. Um, Wanda Evers' name was on it. Um, it was a couple more people' names that were on it that he that he literally had a, a a hit list, and I was trying to warn people of that, and nobody wanted to. Oh man, he's not going to do nothing. Like, dude, uh, yeah, the dude is crazy. I've been saying that for years, but dude is 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 crazy. It's, you know, uh, I mean, time has proven that. But well, anyway. I think he, I think he went to really thinking that he was untouchable when he got when he got linked up with the mayor and Pickett and all that crew and uh and. Marsh, Marshawn Crystal before he lost, I, I I think he just got to thinking that he was untouchable and he could get away yeah. with anything, and he found out real quick that, that that ain't how life in the big city works. That's right, man, and I believe they they really emboldened him. Um, he was you know hanging with the big wigs, so to speak, rubbing shoulders with him, and uh, I believe that they uh, you know they gave him some confidence that he did not have. Um, you know. And they and plus they needed a mouthpiece, and he was dumb enough to be their mouthpiece. He was dumb enough to be their, you know, their bully uh, with a with a pulpit. So you know they used him, and his, he just didn't he didn't realize it. Once he was able to be discarded, look where he is now. You know, uh, I watched all that unfold through my entire little career over the last few years, and I and I and I said, do not, do not let any of this go to your head. Do not be the next polo. He he was he's been a a learning lesson for me. You know, yeah, like watching just watch how that whole thing unraveled, and you know, becoming a bully with a pulpit, and you know, hanging out with people and letting them pull your strings or pay you to do whatever. You know, I'm not saying that's what happened, but it looks like that's what happened. And yeah, yeah. you know, um, valuable you lessons know, were learned. Right, right. So I'm gonna hang up, man, and listen to the show. Hey, happy, happy belated birthday. Hey, I'll take care. Thank you, Ryan. Be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Polo used to harass Ryan. Did he? Uh, uh, to, to to put it mildly about what habitually I I don't know what their beef was necessarily, mm-hmm. but I mean he was a he was a tar- Ryan was a target of polos okay habitually publicly on his show 
Oh, you know, on his feed, just like a personal beef, or I don't. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, it turns personal. Until you turn, till you take it to the radio, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing about me. You're not going to hear me bring my personal issues on here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to name anybody like a personal problem. If somebody's doing something stupid publicly, I will call them out. Sure. Um, if somebody, but if you've done something to me personally, I'm not going to get out here and call you out. Yeah, this I just, isn't I, that's that's not what this is for. Yeah, that's what your Facebook page is for, right? Yeah. Not this, right? That's a, you call, no, I'm not doing yours. I'm people yeah. call it, you know, but yeah, right. That just seems like he, so he turned into a personal beef machine that actually manifested itself into a murder of, of, of a guy that, you know, yeah. where they were sleeping with the same girl. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's wild to me. I mean, not that, not that that happened. That they were sleeping, yeah, no, that part. But, but yeah. the, that it happened with him and you watched this and just, like, you were able to watch it kind of in live time over the mm-hmm. last few years, him go from this, I mean, I used to agree with a lot of the stuff he said when he was calling out Jackson, uh, uh, the mayor, and calling out these city councilmen and border supervisors and trying to hold these politicians accountable. accountable. His whole thing was hashtag accountability, and now he's having to deal with some accountability. But he, he was right about a lot, and he had good sources, And then, but somewhere it got lost. You know, it became about – you know, became became playing this character. It became rubbing shoulders with the big wigs, as Ryan just said, and you know, probably making some money. I'm assuming, and something went awry. Sure, yeah, you know, as it always says, every crime boils down to money, drugs, or women. That's that's just guys, usually what it, that's usually what it is. I said it on the radio the other day when I was talking about this polo stuff, guys. I don't care how bad she is, how much you think she's the only one. It. It, and none of it. And she may be all those things. I think mine is. But n- none of it we're going to jail over and ruining your life and killing somebody else. You don't want to be the one that got got, and you don't want to be the one that got, got did the gotten. Uh, no. You, you don't want to be writing letters from Parchman saying, yeah, you know, how you doing? And and, and, and meanwhile, she's going to be with somebody else. Oh, yeah. While you in jail and the other guys did, number three comes <laughs> Isn't a four when I was in boot camp, as they called him Jody, you know, Jody comes walking along with the Marines like Jody's Jody's already seeing your girl right now. So yeah. that, that's what happens. Jody's Jody's waiting. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. Reset. This is the Clay Edwards show with Sean Yurkron. I got a I've got a fictitious conversation. I want to have a fictitious scenario. Who do the Democrats have to kill to fix their current problem? We'll be right back. (laughs) This is the Clay Edwards Show. That's the Jackson ones. All right, welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show live on WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, and Alexa. Just search WYAB. Don't forget, it is one of the most downloaded podcasts in the state of Mississippi. That is the Clay Edwards Show. If you miss any of this, check it out. On all major podcasting and music streaming services, just search Clay Edwards Show. I'm even on Audible, so if you listen to audiobooks, you can save us there and get an update every time we update. Hey, don't forget my buddy Kim Wade. I podcast his show also, so if you miss any of Kim Wade in the afternoons, if you like what I do, you'll love what Kim does. If you've got 20-year head start on me, he's pretty dang good. Uh, you can just search Kim Wade Show or go to KimWadeShow.com also. Hey, don't forget, join the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search Clay Edwards Show. Sean's in there. I'm in there. About another, about another thousand mad lads up in there. I steal a lot of show content from there. 
you guys post stuff. I'm like, huh, I like that. That's how we ended up on the conversation of Charlie Sheen or Hunter Biden. Who would you rather party with yesterday? Sean. I missed that one. I didn't even see that. That's a great conversation. Oh, well, it was it was in the group, and then I stole it and made it part of radio. Oh. I did a whole segment on it. I must have missed that segment. Charlie Sheen or Hunter Biden? Charlie Sheen in his prime, Tiger Blood era, Charlie yeah. Sheen, or Hunter Biden, who's arguably still in his prime. That's tough. That's a tough question. I don't all right, so I did have one deal breaker answer yesterday. Yeah. Uh, somebody texted in and said Charlie, because Hunter allegedly got a lot of p- pictures doing with some minors on that laptop. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, well, in, in that context, yeah. I also think. I mean, if you if you had the ability to 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 dabble in pedophilia, I probably I'd yeah, rather, I'll pass I'd rather then, avoid right? you. Yeah, I'd rather avoid out. you. I don't want to. I want to. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with that group. I mean, but uh, but if we're just, I'm just like who's more out of a, control in the VIP section at a Vegas nightclub. I'm gonna say Charlie because Charlie's probably more of a baller. I mean, Hunter's. Yeah. You know, Hunter's. Charlie became a baller because of who he is. Hunter yeah. got it because of his dad and yeah. that guy. You know, Charlie. Like, I mean, yeah. Charlie's dad was an, was an yeah. actor, obviously too. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Charlie's era of craziness was just remarkable I yeah mean, it was just remarkable I mean, he played himself on two and a half men oh that actually that's you know i don't like a lot of sitcoms but that's one i would watch all the time it was yeah. hilarious i mean yeah, he like was, that, like that was not a stretch no <laughs> that was a little watered down version of him yeah. how crazy he was you know what i always thought was cool about that family was emilio estevez not mm-hmm. using the name yeah, yeah. Well, I think they they were Estevez, right? And they changed it to Sheen. Yeah, whatever. We're just not using the Sheen name. Yeah, didn't want to. Yeah, you know, kind of wanted to do it on his own. Then, of course, they end up in they end up in the uh, the Top Gun spoofs together. Yeah, and they they were in that, and they were in Men at Work. Remember Men at Work? That's right. Men at Work. They were. They yeah. were yeah. I mean, Chuckway should watch that movie because it's about trash pickup. <laughs> you know. So, so. Oh, good, good stuff there. But look, go join the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group. Just search Clay Edwards Show on Facebook. I'll get you approved. To go in there. All right. I've got a now look, I know I said we were gonna hit the JPS stuff, but let, let's just be honest. That's enough Jackson for now. Mm-hmm. Sean, I was talking to my dad last night on the phone. And we were just playing, you know, we just go through these crazy what if scenarios. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about I said, man, that I, I posed the question on Twitter the other day. I said, How does this end with with Trump and the Democrats? I said, they have to kill Trump, don't they? I was like, because if he wins, there's no turning back. I mean, it, it, this is win. This is loser takes all. Winner takes all. I mean, by loser takes all, I mean all the jail time, all the charges. I mean, this is fighting for freedom. Because if Trump gets back in there and we get on this four year revenge tour, it's going to be hell. And then I said, you know, because Trump can beat Biden. And I got and with on that thought, I was like, Trump can beat Biden. I think anybody can. If I they, mean, he. Can, I mean, the polls are saying right now that he can. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, but I was like, you know, the, but the but the Democrats think they need Trump to it, to because they think he's more beatable. Well, I mean, he, he, I think he. Okay, I think he is because I mean, think about think about it this way, Clay. First of all, the, the Democrats bench really is not. This is something that is always. You know, I've always taken issue with the Democrats bench is not very deep right now. Like they've been, you know, even in 2008, Barack Obama was an anomaly. I mean, it was already at that point run by the Clintons. The party was and Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the nominee in 2008. And Barack Obama came in there and changed things. But after that, I mean, there was really not anybody. And then, of course, we went back to Hillary Clinton in 2016, which didn't work out. And then who we got left was Joe Biden, like 2020. And I mean, there just hasn't been a deep bench. Republicans have 
a lot of people that are viable that are just that are much more they they have a much deeper bench than the Democrats do right now, and. Um, so I think the thought process is that Trump is so polarizing, it'll obviously bring Democrats. It's going to bring Republicans out, too. But there might, there's enough people that detest him that Joe Biden can win. Now, if he's running against someone like, you know, I don't know, Tim Scott, then I think it's over. If, yeah. I, if, if I'm just guessing, right? I, I think they know that, too, and that's why they want Trump. Well, but then the problem is that if Trump wins, they're all going to jail. I mean, if Trump wins, I mean, they're going to be tied. It's going to be a painful four years for him, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, um, so I have a scenario. It's going to be like Comet is coming to Rome in the Gladiator. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not going to be good. So I have another scenario that I think the Democrats benefit from on multiple levels. And uh, Secret Service, I am not suggesting anybody do this. This is a fictitious scenario. What if they kill Kamala? What do you mean? What if they get Kamala out of the way? It opens up a lot of paths for the Democrats. It gets them out of their their self inflicted black woman problem. I mean, are they could ask because because let's just say, for instance, Kamala goes away. Well, you, they could ask her not to be on the ticket. I mean, they don't have to put her on the ticket. They can do that. But then they have the problem of unless they replace her with a black woman, mm-hmm. they re, they replace the black woman with a white guy or a white woman. And for the for the party that plays race politics, everything's about race. You know, unless they do some kind of oppression scales and balance it out and say, okay, well, we have, what about a gay white woman? You know, but let's just for the sake of this argument. Okay. Kamala, Kamala gets assassinated. They're able to pin that on, a, on MAGA somehow or another because that's what it will be. They'll, they'll pay, it'll be a patsy, you know, like the guy in the Kennedy deal. Lee Harvey Oswald. Like, like, <laughs> it'll be a patsy like Oswald that'll fit a political narrative. You, you're able to just clip the clip the balls off of the MAGA movement. You make your black woman problem go away. You can replace her with, let's just use Newsom for the say for this conversation. Mm-hmm. You replace her with Newsom, then you've got your VP, then your twenty fifth Amendment Joe, and you've inserted you, you have you have get Newsom running against Trump or whoever on the other side. And you don't have the and you don't have the I say the Democrats. The Joe back, problem, right? I mean, you're right, saying you can make the Joe problem go away with the 25th Amendment. Yeah, but you you got a Kamala problem. I mean, okay. Well, let me put it this well, say it this way: say Joe, at his age, dies in office, right? Yeah. And Kamala becomes president at this point. Does is she automatically the Democratic nominee? I don't think so. I don't think she be automatically becomes a Democratic nominee. I think she's obviously the front runner at that point, but I don't think yeah. she's automatically the nominee. I think at that point everybody jumps in and it changes the whole narrative. And I mean, him, he's an old man. I mean, he could pass away at any time, obviously. Uh, but and so if she becomes a becomes the president of the United States, you're going to think she's the front runner. But it's not going to preclude other Democrats from getting into it at that point. I mean, it depends on what point that would happen at. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I think so. But, that, but, I think, but to your point though about. The Democrats having a weak bench. They do. Sure. Now, I mean, I know we got JFK Jr. out there, but I think Democrats all probably almost look at him more like a, a Republican. Oh yeah, RFK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah I mean, you're right. Yeah, I said JFK. I mean, I mean RF, RFK. Yeah, RFK. Yeah, he's a what's it called? Uh, I was like JFK Jr. is dead. Wait a second. Yeah, you know? R, RFK. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. What you meant. But the uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, yeah, he's not a serious Democratic contender on Democrat at all. I mean, I think he's you know he's someone Republicans love, but he's not. It's just kind of like we talk about this all the time. Like at a yard, like oh, you guys want Gavin Newsom again? I'm going to say this: nobody wants Gavin Newsom. Like it's just I know that seems like something that liberals would really want, but most liberals I talk to, people think that he's a shameless self promoter. Like it just and he is. He just is. And it's not somebody. There's there's a lot of other Democrat. There's Democratic governors that I like a lot, but just no one's ever heard of them. And I mean, like Roy Cooper, right? nobody knows who that is. He's the governor of Carolina. I mean, it's just, you know, there's, um, it's just people like that, that are, don't really have a shot right now. But, um, that I, but I think there would be more if it were like a president, Kamala Harris, that would jump into it. It would change the game from that aspect. It wouldn't just be, because right now, I mean, Joe Biden's president of the United States. He's going to be the Democratic nominee. I mean, it's very rare that someone challenges an incumbent president in their own party. I mean, that happened in 1980 with Jimmy Carter and Ted Kennedy. But it's just not something that's a common thing. Yeah, I, say, I don't know. It was just a, it was just a what if scenario. Because mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Because because if Kamala's out of the way, mm-hmm. you, you have the ability to move around. The chessboard can re- be rearranged a lot easier without the public perception hit of moving the black lady out of the way. Because they ain't got another. To the best of my knowledge, they don't have another black lady. And frankly, we could argue if she's even black. But they don't have another black woman in the wings with any mm-hmm. kind of national profile to try to promote. So they got themselves in a situation. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a call real sure. quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, hey John, too. Hey, what's uh, up, man? Uh, well, no, they have Stacey Abrams. but uh... and, and, and I know that's supposed to, that, you know, people kind of chuckle at that, but she is kind of the, she she is a, a national figure for them. I mean, seriously. But uh, she's kind of like Georgia. Some, and she's like, uh, what's the guy from Texas who? Beto Be- O'Rourke, yeah. Yeah, nobody. Uh, yeah, like. All of them are pretty much like the same people. <laughs> no, that's a good way you put. I mean, I like the way you put that. It's a uh, beta or it's like I always call them people like that, like shameless self promoters, right? I mean, the yeah, Republicans got them too. Don't get me wrong. Like look at Marjorie Taylor oh, yeah. Green. But I mean, Ted everybody, Cruz. politicians are like that. Christy, <laughs> Ted Cruz, Christy. Ted Cruz. But, right, there you go. Uh, no, I, I just got to disagree with the whole Trump and everybody's going to jail thing. Uh, now. If the Democrats win, Chris yeah, Trump more than likely is going to go to jail. <laughs> but uh, if Trump wins, I just don't. Republicans are are what's the word? Uh, just known for dragging their feet. And if Trump actually tries to go after his political opponents, they're just going to do what they did his first term and impeach him again. Or you know. You know, you bring up a good point. Who has who has control of the House and the Senate if Trump yeah. wins again? There's there's a lot of moving parts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just don't, and that's the one reason why I can't bring myself to vote for him because I feel like this is a revenge tour, and I feel like if he does get elected, it's just going to be a whole bunch of retribution, and then nothing's going to be done in the country. Yep. So that's just my two cents. Appreciate it, brother. Great show, guys. Thanks, yep, man. All right, let's take our break real quick. Come back. We'll reset on all that. Callers, you're on hold. I'll get you to you when we come back. 601-879-0002. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, it's the uh, weekend, guys. Get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's tonight, tomorrow night. They're open till midnight, Sunday. Hey, you know, here's a great pro tip here. You've been out enjoying Sunday fun day. You're on your way home. Not drinking, of course. You have a designated driver. But uh, maybe you're the passenger. You've had a few beers, whatever. Cap off the evening at Acme 
pizza and daiquiri, get you some pizza to go, or just sit in there and enjoy the nice dark atmosphere, shoot the breeze with Chip, and try the Pig Pig Pig. Or hey, there's plenty of other specialty pizzas you can try too. They're open late. Try the pasta, try the dynamite balls. Give it a whirl today. Try the Wheel of Flavor. Put three specialty pies onto one pizza. They hate making them, but they love selling them because people like them. <laughs> Could you imagine, Sean, having to do like three specialty pizzas? Like two slices for this one, two slices for this one, two slices or three, however. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, a lot of places don't do that because mm-hmm. of the amount of work it goes into. That yeah. goes into making it. The cook, cooks hate doing them, I'm just, but... That's why they sell a lot of them because it, cause I think it's something people really like. People like yeah. variety. If I go to somewhere like Buffalo Wild Wings, I've got my wings I like, but I do like to get th- get try the different flavors. Like I I want the variety. Let's what does this one taste like? It's like getting a, like a flat of craft beer. Yeah, exactly. I right. want to try a little bit. That more is pretty stuff. cool though. That's a yeah. good idea. Do like yeah, that's a good description of it. Yeah, like so. a like a fl- flight. Is that what it is? Yeah, flight, 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 flight. Yeah, yeah. Of like yeah, a flight. I mean, you could just try that's a good. So they do that. Yeah. Wow. With pizza, it's called the Wheel of Flavor, huh. and it's like it's a large. Never seen that before. Yeah, they only have large pizzas. They don't. That's the only size they sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, however, it breaks up into threes. If it, I don't know if it's nine slices or six, but it's equally proportioned in thirds into whatever you want. Wow, but, yeah, that's pretty speci- cool. Yeah, so they got like twelve different specialty type pizzas. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course you can just custom build your own. But look, they're available on all major food delivery. Apps open till midnight, 4 p.m. daily to midnight. Nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris on tap, full-service bar, the whole nine yards. Check them out now. Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Let's go straight to the phone line. Right. Hey, thanks for staying on hold. You're on there. Hey, what's up, Clay? It's Elrod. Hey, what's up, uh, brother? Look, I'm, I'm calling about your previous caller, the apathy. His apathy. Uh, he doesn't want to elect Trump because of the retribution tour. What? That's, that's nonsense. Here's the deal. Nothing else is as important as cleaning the swamp and getting rid of all these people that nothing could be fixed nothing from the economy to anything to to wokeness any of it can be fixed until retribution is handed out we need to clean house that's the bottom line that's why i'm voting for trump because i want that done i'm tired of these people like that rich man rich man and richmond song yeah. man it's time to it's time to clean house but yeah hey let, and, me, uh, let me ask you a question um, sure I, I we're one hundred percent on the same page about about cleaning the swamp up and signing off on Trump's retribution tour. But it, once this is over in four years, because if Trump wins, he obviously can't run again. That'll be a second term. Are you ready for a hard reset? I don't mean like a great reset, but I just mean a lot of these old old SOBs. It's just time for them to go. Let's get some fresh blood in there, some new thoughts. I I, I think it's time to. To clean, drain the swamp and replace the water. Absolutely, voting incumbents out. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I just want to see a. I want to see a youth movement at the top. And by youth, yeah, I just mean somebody not in their seventies. Well, it's emerging. You know, they have college campuses that are are starting to fight back. You know, the kids are standing up for saying. I saw Vivek Ramaswamy say something about he was talking to this young lady, and she's like, "What? What can we do?" She, he said, "I'll." I'll I'll keep me to my promises if you do one thing. When you're in a class and you're outnumbered, stand up. Stand up and say, I guarantee you, you're going to find out that other people think the same way as you do, but they're just too afraid to say something. You know, because of the, the whole peer pressure thing, it, it's, it's vile. The whole peer pressure thing is vile because they're actually physical violence, you know, if, if you're not like them. Just like Nazis. 
I mean, it, people get beat up and have their stuff stolen in their, and when they're trying to do conservative things on a college campus. People come over and tip their tables over and threaten them with violence. It happens every time that they get on a liberal college campus. People need to start standing up to those people. Yep. All right, brother. Great call, man. Thank you. Yeah, bud. Yep. Stand up and fight. I'm all for it, man. You know, Maxine Waters. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta agree with the Democrats. And when they say that you need to start confronting these people when you're out and about, and you need to start letting them know what you think, I, I agree. You absolutely. But do it to them too. Of course, it's a hate crime if we do it. It's it's it's, it's I forgot about when she didn't they throw something on um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders or something like that. Yeah. She, had to, you know, she had to leave a restaurant or something something like that. Yeah, but it, it was well after her being in being a. Uh, Press secretary. Press secretary. Press, they okay. just they just didn't like her. Oh, Trump, orange man, bad. I mean, isn't it? You know, I remember when that happened. I thought that was so stupid. I was like, you know, uh, you're, you're gonna try to kick somebody out. And here's what makes me mad about. It. Look at this, White Clay. So, one side gets mad when there's um, they're saying, oh well, there was like, you know, we don't want to serve somebody because they're gay or something like that. And then you know, like they're outraged about that. But then you don't want to serve somebody because their political beliefs. Like I just find that like I, I find both things ridiculous. But you know, like I think Good that's call. just you know what I mean. Like Good I think call. I find both things really yeah. ridiculous. Like it's just like, and, and and here's here's the thing on on the gay topic. I don't nobody's been turned away because they're gay. I mean, and, well, in a long time, yeah. You know, the, but these cases that have gone to the to the Supreme Court, they're not because the person was gay. They're because I mean, I guess that the nexus of it is because they're gay. But they would sell a gay person a cake. They're not going to do a gay wedding cake. Mm-hmm. Because they don't believe. Oh, I was preferring more. Remember that bill they passed a few years ago in Mississippi, where you could not—I forget what the rule was. God, it was, it's been a while. Whether you could not serve somebody, or was it a religious liberties bill? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, you know, where there were certain things, or you could just—you could right say, "Well, yeah, right to refuse," or something yeah. like that. I, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like this, it's the same thing with politics. Like, you know, you're gonna, like, you're a. You know, you're a business, you're a restaurant. You don't like that somebody's a conservative, and now you're not going to serve them dinner. I mean, that's absurd. Uh, I mean, I've seen businesses post, um, if you voted for Trump, don't you, you're not welcome here. I mean, we don't want your business. Okay, but then I'm saying, and then you're then you're getting mad when people do that to you know gay people, yeah. which I, again I think that's ridiculous too. But it's a, it's in the same vein, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it just it's the same amount of ridiculous in my mind. It, it's what you know. We talk a lot about virtue signaling. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a lot of virtue signaling, and you're like, all right, well, I think there's more of this demographic that do business with me than this. But um, Jack Heron had a meeting, had a conversation with me one time when I worked at Heron Gear Toyota, and this is a, I can relate this back to sports, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And I told the story on here. The first time I almost got canceled was actually by Ole Miss fans for making fun of them. Oh, you tell me about Alabama. that, yeah. And and Jack Heron, big Ole Miss fan, he's a Clay. You know, don't don't you want to sell cars to both of them, uh, Ole Miss and State fans? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I still want to make fun of Ole Miss fans while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're, you're selling cars. You want to sell them to liberals too, right? Yeah, man, I sell cars to everybody. Shout yes. out to the folks over at Shower Power. They came and bought one from me yesterday at Ellis Auto Place. Let's take a call. Hey, brother, you got about two minutes. Yeah, I was going to say if I need to uh, wait until the break or whatever because um, I didn't want to discuss it. but I'd, It's going to be, it's gonna be short on either side of it, so I might as well do it now. <laughs> I got you. Um I'm just going to play devil's advocate here because, you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to drain the swamp. And it's because the people who are currently in charge know how to work the system. So our electoral 
system is set up staggered for that exact reason. You can't have a wholesale change. It has to be incremental. Yeah. The problem is, is the people who want to be or that we want to get rid of don't have a uh, they don't have a large enough group ready to get rid of them. You, you talk about the silent majority. Here's the problem with the silent majority. The silent majority usually is on the right. That's why they call them the silent majority. We will take, people on the right will take a topic and we'll say, okay, is this worth the other four things this guy does good? And we will say, if it's a hard line enough, then yes, we'll wholesale change them out. You will not ever get that on the Democrat side. They might have one topic they're mad about, but at the end of the day, they'll say, hey, that jersey, that team's got to win, so I'm just going to eat crap and let him take the four things that I think he's for or she's for and promote those, and I'll just hate them for the one thing that I don't like. I can play they devil's advocate. I can play devil's advocate on that. I think conservatives do the same thing, and you're going to see oh, a lot of it with this Ukraine war. There's a lot of a lot of these guys I don't agree with on this Ukraine war, like Michael Guest and voting yes for that, but I'm going to roll right out there and vote for him versus a Democrat. That's exactly right, and I know that. And not only that, let's say you do get rid of one. Let's take bad, bad for an exact example. You know who was handpicked. And even though they know Thad was supposed to be out of there, they, by hook and crook, got him back in just so he could retire and put his boy in place. Yep. All right, Jerry, right? I got I to go, brother. Thank you. All right. Uh-huh. Great call. Great point. I like it when people aren't afraid to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day with Sean Urquhart. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We've got a couple minutes left here. I want to thank Sean for coming in today and uh, Wednesday also. I think next week, barring any schedule changes, the debate is Wednesday night. I think Sean's going to try to come in Thursday. Yeah. That's and we'll, we'll unpack the debate. And fingers crossed, Trump is a part of the debate. Otherwise, it may not be nearly as interesting. No, I'm not going to be nearly as drunk watching it if he's not. Yeah. So you know, I've thought about maybe doing like those live stream watch-alongs mm-hmm. and stuff. I just... I like to pay too much attention to what's yeah. going on to do the live stream watch along. Mm-hmm. It's like eh, I don't know. I really need to. I really want to pay attention. Yeah, especially but, this one since it's the first one with all of them. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, do they? I think with or without Trump, he's the center point. But I think especially without him, do they focus on who they are? Why I should vote for them, not why I shouldn't vote for Trump? If he's not there, yeah, yeah. I think, frankly, if he's there. If he's there, he's going to suck up all the oxygen in the room, and they're going to have to attack him. And then I think lines are going to have to be drawn yeah. on this one. I mean, I don't think there's any way to go yeah. with it. Now, if he's not there, I think they can pivot a bit yeah. and not talk about it. And they can stay, talk about what they're going to do. But if he's there, they got to hit him. I mean, that's the only way you win now. Like, I mean, if you're, I'm not, I don't think you win that way, but I think it's your only option. I mean, it's what he did. Yeah. He did win it and punched everybody in the mouth. Uh, right. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And that's all he won. So, so, I mean. Quick question. Can we agree that Trump rewrote the playbook for how to win an election i mean oh. how, how to how, how to win a primary oh i mean he demasculated the best way i could put it all of his opponents i mean forever i think all of us will think of uh jeb bush's low energy jeb yeah. and i mean who doesn't look at marco rubio and think short guy now i mean are you know you just or it then well sorry all right thanks sean we guys we'll see y'all tomorrow coming up next uh heck, i don't know who's next uh jim thorne up next followed by jameson haygood see you